What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. Let's, Let's get, get into this. All right. All right. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's going on, guys? Poor Chronicles Podcast, your favorite podcast, as you know. But uh, this is yeah, going to be a good show tonight. Like the ambiguous leak. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's a different show. That's a different show. That's a different show we do. That's a different show altogether. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we got a great show lined up tonight, guys. Um, if you oh, yeah. have listened to our last episode, go back and listen to that because it kind of leads into this one. And that was on um, Project Montauk. And the Philadelphia Experiment we talked a little bit about. Yep. And tonight we are talking about Project Stargate. And not only are we talking about it, but we went ahead and brought in some of the A-team with us so we can have... We brought in some help. Yeah, some, some people who can... Who can actually know what they're talking about? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, hey, let's let's get them in here. We're gonna we're gonna welcome uh, Miss Jessica Jones and Mr. D. A. Roberts. Hello. How you guys doing tonight? Great, excellent. Thanks for having us. Awesome, awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for sweet, having us. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, and while we oh, got I'm, people, I'm still kind of confused on why I'm here. I don't know. We just like, <laughs> we just like looking at your face. You know, there's got to be a pretty person. In we the needed picture. some backup because Jessica's going to beat up on us here. But uh, no, while we got everybody here on the line for sure, why don't you, uh, Jessica, you go first and just let everybody know where they can find you and what you're about. So, yeah, well, I'm I'm Jessica Jones, otherwise known or also known as the Cryptid Huntress, and uh, and I have um, a weekend spot. I'm a radio host at Spaced Out Radio. And uh, I have a show about cryptids. I'm also a Bigfoot field researcher. I've been doing that for about 12 years now. Uh, I guess you can call me a paranormal field researcher, actually, because uh, in the Bigfoot field research we've done, we've encountered ETs, aliens. Well, I guess that's the same thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All sorts of weird cryptids. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm a, a Bigfoot field researcher. I actually just came in from the field last night. Uh, my, I was out there with my team the past couple of days and uh, getting weird. Getting oh, weird nice. That's nice. what we like to hear. Uh, we'll yeah. have to hear some stories about that in a little bit. For sure. But yeah, I'm also trained in remote viewing. So I'm a remote viewer. I think that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's going to so. be a big part of our conversation tonight. Yeah. Yes, I yes. actually, I have a show where I remote view really weird stuff like paranormal Bigfoot attacks. And I just recently... Um, the last one I did was on black octagons out of Antarctica, uh, these ancient structures. So we're we talk about I just, that today. Yeah. I just saw an article about that. Oh, oh very cool stuff. Very cool. Awesome. Cool and uh, yeah. where can they where can they find you at? Well, you can find me on um, my my website, thecryptedhuntress.com. All my shows are there. Uh, you can find me on Spaced Out Radio on YouTube uh, every Saturday and Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And I have shows on my YouTube channel, The Cryptid Huntress. Yes. Uh, all throughout the week and yeah i'm on social media the cryptid huntress and on twitter at huntress jessica so awesome you can find me i'm everywhere she's, awesome. out, she's out there she's out yeah. there man she's definitely and out uh there. what about no. you mr da well first i've got to say i'm like a huge fangirl for jessica she is awesome <laughs> uh, i didn't think you know remote viewing was even real until I spoke to her. I mean, I, I, I'd seen stuff on like Project uh, Project uh, Stargate and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, whatever. But uh, she she kind of changed my my way of thinking on it. Uh, she's been a guest on my show a couple of times, and uh, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it was one of those things where I just 
I couldn't ignore how right she was in in things I hadn't even told people. Uh, so yeah, huge awesome. huge props to Jessica. I'm a big fan of her work. Um, my name is D. A. Roberts. You guys <laughs> might know me from eight seasons fighting the Black Octagons and sounding yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Where the hell did that just go? <laughs> Sorry, I was channeling my hand in Napoleon Dynamite there. Nice. Yes. But uh, my name is D.A. Roberts. I'm an author, uh, cryptid researcher, and I uh, host of the show D.A.X. Machina, uh, which airs twice a week. Uh, it's a live show uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and a couple other places. Um but uh, we we do essentially, you know, similar to what you guys do. We talk about cryptids and creepy stuff and horror movies and things that go bump in the night. And, and uh, you know, we just have a good time doing it. It's it's a, it's a kind of a fun show. It's kind of like a bunch of idiots hanging out and talking out and talking like like you would around a campfire. So kind it's, uh, it, it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Kind of like our show, just a couple idiots not just, knowing. What <laughs> you, you can find all my stuff, including links to the show, on my website, which is daroberts.net. Yeah, and you guys got to check awesome. those, check them both of them out. Of course, you know we mentioned them last week, and we actually mention YouTube fairly often on our show. Um, but uh, you know, uh, real and recognizes real, as they say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh no um i knew for sure um when we 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 actually have been wanting to do these particular subjects for a few months and we just haven't got into it and i was like what let's just do it and then i knew for sure that when we did this when we were going to try and get a hold of jessica and then you know we like talking to da and stuff so it's like you know what we'll bring him on here too <laughs> he can he's, do research. He's on here for the fluff. Yeah, you know. It's beard. It's the beard. It's the beard, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, uh like we said, tonight we're talking about Project Stargate, which I mean is it, it's pretty to me it's not surprising that this would happen, you know, and you know, some people say, Oh, I can't believe that the government would do that, or I can't believe something would happen, or <laughs> I can't you know, you know, that's not surprising to me as much as other people, but hey, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somewhat on the same page as we are. So yeah, uh yeah. so anyways, um before I talk too much, you wanna kinda get well, a little brief synopsis? So I, I, I just wanna start out with talking about the whole reason why this came about is Ryan and I were sitting in Ryan and I, even when we're not on the air, we talk about weird crap all the time. And so, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're sitting there talking about, uh, different movies and TV and stuff that we've been watching. And we both landed on, Hey, have you been keeping up with the stranger things series? And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then that led us down a rabbit hole of government conspiracy. And that's kind of how this all come back, uh, come together is, is Ryan and I were just like, why don't we try and pull all this information that they've given us in this series and like tell people the facts on it? Yeah. You know, and, what is actually and, you know, I, happening? I, I love, I actually love the series. I don't know. Do you, have you guys watched the series, Stranger Things? I've watched part Parts. of it. Parts, yeah. I know it's kind of probably, it's probably different, especially for you, uh, Jessica. It's probably a little different. You know, it's just like when you, soldiers watch war movies or kind of yeah, like it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah. It's, um, well, and Stranger Things isn't just about no, remote no. viewing or anything. The interesting thing to us is, is the original working title for Stranger Things was Montauk. 
Yeah, that's what it's supposed and to be. And it it all revolved around that, you know, the Project Montauk. And then the producer said we shouldn't call it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the marketing department, honestly, but um, I just thought but, it was a it was a biopic on my game, my D and D group when I was in in the D and D in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, then that's kind of where this came from. Um, you know, Montauk is tied into all these different things, and as we started going through them, it's like, oh wait, we've got you know the Philadelphia experiment, which led into Montauk, which. which you know, leads into uh, MK Ultra and Project Stargate, and then Project Blue Brian's favorite uh, Project Midnight Climax, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so we're like we're like all right, we got to do something with this. So here we are, and we've already touched on Philadelphia Experiment and Montauk, and now you're gonna get Project Stargate. Yes, yes. Which actually, so, I guess, technically would be before Montauk. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. When it started, yes. you know, in the 70s, like um, 72 or something like that is when right. they first. So, just a brief synopsis of what's going on here. So, uh, Stargate Project was a secret U.S. Army unit established in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland. Uh, it was uh, enacted by the DIA the Defense Intelligence Agency, um, and SRI International, uh, which was the uh, Stanford Research Institute. Um, They decided that they were going to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in military and domestic intelligence applications. Go figure, U.S. government. (laughs) Come on. government hide something? Come on, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... even though this says that Project Stargate was started in 1978, that is officially when they changed the title of it to Stargate. I think it's 72 is when it, it first. 73 is actually when, when, 72 is when they started doing the research mm-hmm. on the civilian side, and then, you know, the government got involved in 73, and... Uh, since then, it has had numerous names. Uh, it started off as, uh, oh, God, I screwed this all up. Sorry. Loser. It started off <laughs> in 19, uh, 1972, we said. In 73, they didn't really have a title for it, but it's had many titles since then. Uh, it's had The Gondola Wish. Uh, Project CF, Grill Flame, Center Lane, uh, Scan 8, which was a portion of this, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, to uh, Sunstreak, and then in 1985, they changed it from Sunstreak to Stargate. What do you know? Crazy. Changing all the names so people can't look into things. <laughs> Makes you wonder if it ever really went away or just changed names again. Well, so apparently this project ended in 1995. <laughs> Supposedly. I like it. I like how Jess says it's like, eh. Fun, funny story about that. <laughs> no, and actually, um, I know that the U.S., uh, you know, started, got into this um, in like the 70s, but Soviet Union had been studying it since like the 20s. Yes, and they had been yes. getting into it fairly early, which they do, like you do. And why did we get into this? Yeah. 
because well, the Soviets were doing it. <laughs> and let's let the expert talk. Yeah. That's expert right. Talk. <laughs> well, there was also a huge cache of information captured at the end of World War II um, against the, uh, the the implacable foe, which probably shouldn't be named. Um, <laughs> but there was a group called the Honor Nerva, uh, which they were tasked with finding not only powerful powerful magic artifacts, but exploring the metaphysical possibilities of using not only psychic ability, but uh, psychically powering their 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 military uh, to, to defeat basically all of Germany's enemies. And right. he and he wonders why he's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jessica, what's, that's uh, why, my friend, that's why. What's some of your thoughts on the on the I guess I know where where you're at, but I mean, as far as um, the beginning of yeah. of Stargate and research and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't know anything about remote viewing until I was taught remote viewing. Right. I've never even heard of it before. Right. And that was uh, about 12 years ago, I guess, uh, right after I joined my, my Bigfoot research team. Uh, the head of my team uh, was a, is an amazing remote viewer, and he's trained extensively, uh, not to get into his background, <laughs> by any means. <laughs> but um, but he he saw that we were a team full of very psychically switched on humans. Uh, and nothing is a coincidence, I don't think. Okay. Uh, somehow we all got together uh, doing the Bigfoot field research, started having ET experiences out in the field. Uh, we had missing time and all that weird stuff that happens sometimes to researchers, whether they admit it or not, out in the field. And uh, so he taught us over several years. We've uh, learned remote viewing. I'm talking about extensively <laughs> taught. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, and, and like I said, I didn't know what, what remote viewing was. I'd never heard of it. You know, there's that movie that came out, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that yeah. plays into this whole project. It does. Yeah. Right. So, so um, it, it's. I, yeah. It's funny that you would say that because uh, one of the one of the proponents for this this whole Stargate thing was a, a doctor. She was a researcher. Her name was Jessica Oots, and she had Swan. huh? Sorry, I was just going over all the names of some of the people involved, and it's all funny. So, <laughs> so she had. There was at the end of the project, there was a big, it wasn't necessarily a court battle. It was just a uh, a debate between who was right and who was wrong. And in her debate, she actually talked about the possibility of some of the stuff being left to chance was like a 10 to the 20th power or 10 quintillionth of a to one chance that it could be chance. It, right. There had to be something to it. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, it's, it's uncanny. The information that I... The data that I produce... Uh, for these targets, you know, I, I do blind targets for the most part. 99.9% .9 of these targets are blind uh, that I'm doing. And uh, not, like I said, you know, I, I've actually remote viewed something for DA before, and I kind of knew a little bit about it. I was a tiny bit front-loaded on that. Um, but, you know, um, I've been to get uh, been given a whole bunch of blind targets recently by my friend Barry Littleton, who is an amazing researcher. Uh, he's He's kind of been my sidekick lately on a bunch of my shows. Because uh, he and I work very well together when it comes yeah, to this Yeah, I've stuff. seen him on a few of your couple of your shows. I've yeah. been watching here and there when I can. So, <laughs> Jessica, let me ask you real quick. So, they give you, uh, they plot out a point and want you to remote view that. So, you, which I learned this from doing the research on this, 
is what they call coordinate remote viewing. So it's a CRV, right? Which is different from regular remote viewing, correct? No, no there's, there's, it, it is regular remote viewing. It's all, different. it's all remote viewing. There are different modes of remote right. viewing. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're all, they're all, this is actually coordinate remote viewing is really uh, what most people use. I would, I would believe, I guess uh, that's kind of what the military is using. Right. Um, I think they're using all all modes, okay? But uh, the most common is coordinate remote viewing. Uh, I also do uh, enhanced remote viewing or energetic remote viewing. Um, it's more of uh, where you go into like a hypnotic kind of state where, uh, where I don't know if you guys are wanting to get into like the Monroe Institute and all that kind of stuff. We can. Um, but we, but can. We, we do the, uh, the HemiSync programs with Monroe Gateway program and things like that. Um, when we're training for remote viewing to get you into different brain states like theta and all that <clears> kind of stuff. So right. um, <clears throat> coordinate remote viewing is where I am assigned a target. Okay. A target. There are, there's uh, coordinate numbers assigned to a, any target. It could be anything from a missing person uh, to a statue to a time of uh, something, you know, historical in history, like, you know, the signing of the Declaration of Independence or something. I mean, I can go there. Okay. Nice. Uh, that can be the target. It could be anything. And, uh, and so a set of random numbers, usually it's eight numbers, like one, two, three, four, <clears throat> excuse me, then five, six, seven, eight, some, I mean, just random numbers are assigned to that target. Uh, I am given, I'm tasked a target by someone. I'm given those numbers and uh, that's all I have. And uh, and so I sit down with my, my with a pen and a stack of blank sh blank printer paper, <laughs> and right. uh, and uh, and I get into uh, remote viewing mode basically. And I sit down in a, a quiet room, and uh, and I I just open up. I write my numbers down, and there's a process where I chart out all the information that comes to me. I, I, my hand writes ideograms. It's kind of like automatic writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and as I'm writing those ideograms, uh, it's kind of like the aperture opens up. And all this information floods in from the matrix is right. the way I like to gotcha. explain it. And, uh, and anything that I sense is called sen our sensory data. <clears throat> it's like anything you hear. Uh, a lot of times I get song lyrics and stuff and I'll write those down. And, and I, I joke around about how I, I, I solve a lot of these targets by rap lyrics. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like I got like dead prez in my head or something. I don't know. Uh, last time it got was got West Side uh, connection Tupac. going on over I there. I did. <laughs> Tupac was in one of my last remote viewing uh, sessions and awesome. it was about the Kushtaka out of Alaska. Okay. Wow. It was weird. I know it's weird, but that's how <laughs> hey, I channel, you know, it's, it's basically like channeling, you know. Well, that's um, what I was getting ready to say, you know, coming from like our world, you know, as far as like the paranormal goes, you have people who are channelers or people who like uh, go into the other the other dimensions and talk to dead people or whatever it may be and they'll use their body and their eyes will be closed and they'll be writing or drawing whatever that you know they're seeing or or hearing um so yeah, it, that's what we do yeah and it's to me very similar and to me you know it all boils it all boils down to what i've talked about a few times on the show and that is <clears throat> i i i feel like uh People, humans don't understand how special we really are and how um, powerful we really are um, individually, but more together. Um, and that certain entities, beings, whatever you might say, don't want us to <clears throat> know how special we are. And they want to keep that away from us. And 
they want us to uh, not dig deep into our power of our mind and how strong the human human is really so and that's where I step in and I'm, the, I'm that glitch in the matrix for a lot of people I, I've been putting myself out there and yes I get a lot of criticism uh, when I go on other people's shows and stuff where I did it first okay when right. I first went public about the remote viewing um, there's a lot of people that called me crazy and full of crap and you know well, um, I, I quit reading comments on other people's shows that I go on because people can be very rude <laughs> Oh okay. yeah, that's about it. And that's fine. But you know, let my data speak for itself. When I do these targets, <clears throat> you know, I, I think I've done enough of these shows and targets and, and to, to put myself out there. First of all, I quit caring what people think. <laughs> I never really right, cared. Right, again, right, right. To be honest. <clears throat> but, um, but it's, um, you know, it, I, I, I shock myself every single time, you know, I, I don't know what these targets are, especially these ones that Barry's been giving me. I mean, I've been remote viewing like the Trappist star system, these uh, things out of Antarctica, um, different cryptids, you know, cryptids. And, and I don't even know if these things are real or not, uh, or they don't when they give me the targets. And then I find that they are real and, uh, and there's a whole lot of information about them. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty shocking. Um, and, and missing people. Oh my gosh. Um, I've, I've helped locate missing people there. The majority of them are deceased, by the way, every, right, almost yeah. every missing person target I've gotten has been deceased. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and that's usually how it goes. You know, it's kind of a situation where it, it, what they say after 24 hours, it's kind of that's she, when it starts getting into she could have hit helped those kids find Ray Brower's body. Oh, <laughs> and they did it just fine. Sorry, that's a yeah. stand by me. Uh, I, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> but uh, Da, what are what's what are your? Um, I know you just said that since you've talked to uh, Jessica, she's kind of changed her mind on things. But what are your thoughts on? Let's just talk about the aspect of uh remote viewing and the power of human the human mind or human beings in general well you know it's it's long been believed since you know dating back to antiquity uh you know th that the power of the human mind could not only affect how your body works but the universe around you um you know tibetan monks were able to channel energy outside themselves creating thought forms like tulpas. Um, they're, you know, they were able to heal great grievous wounds. Um, and that's really, after my back injury is when I really started exploring uh, the possibilities of some of this stuff, uh, because I, I wanted to find a way to go back to living my life without a lot of pharmacology, right. because I do not like taking medication, never have. Um, and when I, uh, when I, when I first met Jessica, I was, I was very skeptical. Uh, I'd, I'd read some of the information about remote viewing and then I was like, okay, that's firmly in tinfoil hat territory. Um, so I didn't really put a whole lot of stock into it, but I talked to her about my experience in LBL when Nick Valente and I went there looking for dog man. <clears throat> and another incident that happened, uh, that people can watch the video on, uh, my own personal experience in the Joe Bald Recreation Area here in Missouri. It's an old abandoned campground. The Army Corps of Engineers shut down about 20, 25 years ago. And while, again, some some of what Jessica has seen, I'm still like, okay, I've got to I've got to 
you know, see if I can verify this because I'm I, I'm 20 years in law enforcement. I'm a very physical evidence guy. I want to find concrete evidence, uh, and that's why it's always been the hardest part about me for me to really accept and explore the more more uh, more psychic uh, side of things. But Jessica was dead on about some stuff I hadn't told people, and I'm like, okay, so there's 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 enough here that you know this is not just happenstance. She's she's nailing things on the head, like like right. spot on uh, and i hadn't go, given those details out uh, so there's no way she could have like watched another show i was on and and, and got that information because i just didn't tell anybody right. uh, there were two people in the, in the world that knew it me and nick valente and nick never told anybody he still hasn't um but jessica was pretty, cool. pretty long, dead on the dead on the on the money on a few things and it really kind of opened my eyes and then i met you two idiots so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're we welcome, into, sir. And you're welcome. <laughs> and we got into some really in-depth conversations. And I blame Ryan for this. Um, yeah. I blame him wholeheartedly for introducing me to the Akashic Records. You're welcome. And that's become kind of a, like almost a quest for me um, to not only access the Akashic Records, uh, where I can, you know, I can peruse the the, the so so to speak the information of the universe, or I can also use that channel energy uh, to help with my back. And I don't know. And again, I'm not gonna say, you know, I'm not gonna you know say causality or anything. But about the time that you guys got me going down that rabbit hole on the Akashic Records, out of the blue, for no reason, they closed the pain management clinic I was I was going to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had to find a new pain management doctor. And during this whole process, when I'm like, like trying to d- achieve lucid dreaming and I'm asking the universe for, for, for solutions, I, you know, solutions that don't involve major surgery, by the way, right, right. Uh, this new pain management doctor says, well, we're going to take a totally different approach. And they are, they are doing some things that uh, I, I didn't even know they could do. Uh, it's it's called an uh, called an ablation, mm-hmm. and they are going to in, put needle, needles in three spots in my spine and use radio frequencies to basically burn the nerve sheaths. Uh, I've had the two preparatory uh, shots set up to that, and both worked fantastically. So I think it's the 25th of this month. I do the ablation, and they said I should uh, be pain-free for up to two years. Now I can't say that's a causality me seeking and asking the universe for that, but it seems really odd and very, very coincidental that at the exact time I started really delving into this lucid dreaming and the Akashic records and asking the universe for solutions that one just falls in my lap. I I take full credit for making your back better. (laughs) You would. You I are. take full credit in your life being better. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all those, uh, it's all those deep tissue massages. He, he just wants to pop your back from behind. Hey, I'll pop your back for um, you, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I went oh into this big skeptic, uh, and, and I'm finding that, uh, especially when it comes to the, the power of the human mind, right. uh, I think we're – we're we're going to discover and and we're also you know in the process of of of, of seeing you know uh, disclosures from the government about aliens and things like that. Uh, but what we're I think what that's doing is not only validating some of the things that that Jessica and, and remote viewers like her have done. It's also setting us up for that next stage where more and more people are starting to accept the power of the human mind. 
Right. And, and, and you know, I honestly feel like uh, <clears throat> I think that this may have been the way that people communicated a lot back before we were interrupted with all the internet and other things that are electronically messing with us. And um, I think it was a lot easier to communicate with people this way and, you know, a lot easier for people oh to, God, uh, you know, uh, so you hear stories from different Native American tribes and you hear stories from even different cultures around the world that uh, had the same kind of creatures or some of the same kind of stories. And I got a feeling that some of these people actually communicated it the same way that remote viewing kind of is and that they could they could use their the power of their brain and the mind to to communicate like that without being interrupted by all the stuff that's going on now. Yeah. Well, you know, Here's here's what happened is that we we did use telepathy much more and still babies and, and mommies and daddies you know when when a, you have a, a an infant there's still there's telepathy going on there you know yes. how are they communicating with you you, like, you can pick up when there's something wrong with your kid you know mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> how many times have you gone to answer your phone and you you knew who it was before you answered your phone okay right. yeah. you felt like they were about to call and then your phone rang okay well here's the here's the problem is that our telepathy, our telepathic abilities, and our psychic abilities have been, first of all, kind of corrupted. They've been suppressed. Corroded. Um, now, now we have um, artificial ways to communicate. Instead of telepathy, we have cell phones. Okay, and so we're able to just pick up a phone. We, well, we had the rotary dial phones back when I was growing up, of course. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but, uh, but any form of communication like that, yeah, it's. Uh, I remember the one that you had to crank. Yeah, people didn't have that to depend on back in the day, you know, and um, and so, uh, but now we're under attack with our psychic abilities. I mean, with all the fluoride, the chemicals that are coming from the sky, you know, um, yeah, foods we're eating. Gland. Yep. Yeah, all that fluoridation. How many people have gotten that fluoride stare <laughs> from people when yeah, you start talking oh, about yeah. the stuff we talk about? You know, and to me, it's funny um, because I, I, I <clears throat> It's weird because I consider myself like, like JT's more of like a scientific guy and, you know. I'm not a scientist by no means. No, but I mean, as far as the way you look at things in yeah. life and the way you go by Herman, things. I'm an amateur pharmacologist. Yeah, I know a couple of those. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I consider myself someone who thinks and looks at things with logic and common sense. I am by far a genius, but I listen to a lot of smart people, and then I look at if they're if what they say makes sense to me, then it usually it makes sense. And I think that some people just it's funny to me. I hear people say things, and then like they, and I'm not I'm not trying to be rude to anyone, so I'm going to say this, guys. Don't take it the wrong way, but someone wants you to believe in like. A religion, you know, let's say, hey, I want you to believe in Jesus Christ. He walked on water, you know, all the stuff happened and this, this, and that. And I'm just like, okay, I got questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't oh, yeah. just now I will I will preface it this by saying if it makes you a better person in life, do whatever makes you a better person. As long as you're not hurting anyone or anything like that, if it makes you better, do it. Okay. Um, by no means am I hating on that. But like some people refuse to believe one thing, but yet will believe something else that to me makes completely less sense than what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, I, I can't believe. I don't that. know if what you're talking about now makes sense. It does. Hey. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> well, I look see, like this. 
Yeah, that, that's where your intuition has to come into play. And that's right. something else that we are, that has been under attack as well. We're told what to believe. And we have these police, even on social media, that are checking our facts and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Because we can't be trusted to use our, our gut, go with our gut, use our intuition. And so, you know, DA, it was like what you were saying when you were worried about uh, your, your pain management clinic shutting down and you were looking for other methods. What you did was you kind of went with the flow of life, okay? And you you look for alternatives and uh, you trusted that there's something else will come along, right? And that's that's the way, that's the future. That's actually the past, okay? The way people right. did it back then. But now we have to we have to find that again uh, as humans. You know, what does it mean to, for us to be human? Well, we're learning, okay? Every day is an experience. It's a day to, to learn something new. And uh, what I've learned the past few years is to go with the flow, to trust my gut, it's gotten me pretty far so far. Okay. Right, right. It's gotten me pretty far. Um, and uh and every day um is another way to learn and to to put all this to use that I'm learning on my spiritual journey. Uh, but it's it's going with the flow and trusting your gut, listening to your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. If people don't feel right, don't associate with those people. You know, I gotta start thinking about that a lot more. Don't stick that in there. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Right. No, you're, you're, you're right. And like, so, so to get back to project Stargate, which we kind of really been talking about what it's about anyway, we just been going about it a different way. The way we do. Which is, which is honestly how I like to do things, but JT wants to have something that we talk about. So, I do. I do. So, um, with project Stargate, the government finally gets involved. And like I said, Russia had already been looking into this or the Soviet Union back then have already been looking into this since the twenties, really. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so we kind of want to, you know, make sure, Hey, if they got it, we want it. So we're going to get into what they're saying to what they're doing. And um, right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then you get, so um, I believe it, what was, it was Dr. Uh, Hal put, put off. Is that put you say off. his name? Yeah. Put off. And uh, Dr. Russell Targ, Targ, they actually started it. Yeah. It's you know, and you know, um, Putoff was a, a, a Scientologist actually, I believe, mm -hmm. to begin with. And then um, Russell Targ, or I say Dr. Targ, or whatever, he was kind of an occultist, really. Um, and then so those two together came in, and I guess you would say found it Project Stargate. Yeah. Let me read this little go ahead, go ahead. little blip right here. So, in 1970, United States intelligence sources believed that the Soviet Union was spending 60 million rubles annually on psychotronic research. What the fuck? Is that about a buck eighty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a dollar two fifty eight. Um, so in response to claims that the Soviet program had produced results, the CIA initiated funding for a new program known as Scanate. Uh, and that is like what we were talking about a while ago, scan by coordinate, the right. coordinate remote viewing. Uh, remote viewing research began in 1972 at the Stanford Research Institute. Uh, the proponents were Russell Targ and Harold Putoff, right. or which they called him Hal for short. Um, they, uh, of the research, said that a minimum accuracy rate of 65% required by the clients was often exceeded in later experiments. Right. 65%. That's crazy. 
So uh, physicists uh, Russell Targ and Harold Puttoff began testing psychics for SRI in 1972. And one of the big ones that they tested was, we all know him, we all, well, I don't know if you love or hate him, but Yuri Geller. Mm -hmm. He was one of their first people. Now, if you don't know who Yuri Geller is, get on YouTube, look up some of this stuff. It's up to you. You have to make your own mind up on whether you believe the, what's going on there. Uh, but yeah. And also there's another guy uh, involved with this name, Ingo Swan. Yes. And I've got some information on him because he did a lot of cool stuff in the remote viewing world. Well, and he was an artist and a psychic before he got into this. And then they, he, but he was super, you know, popular and big. And so they brought him in and he kind of took it to a different level from where, where it originally started from. Yeah, uh, I got to say. Go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you guys fight for the death. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Um, that's the his his mode of remote viewing like that's what i was taught that's what i've been trained in okay uh, in gotcha. methods yeah okay yeah and i was, I was gonna, say, gonna say i thought it was odd well funny that you would mention that he was an artist uh because since i've been digging into this it seems the people that are the most in tune to it like jessica are the the people that ta that, that naturally tap their creative side uh artists writers uh you know podcasters you know, weird old podcasters, <laughs> people that have embraced their creative side, uh, because that's the part of the brain where all of this comes from. Right, right. And you got to keep that alive. And Go you got to also think about how do you manifest? Okay, because this, you mentioned that there was an occultist that created this, a Scientologist. Okay? Yes. Um, one thing, I've, I've learned a whole lot of stuff. I keep saying one thing I've learned, all right? There's like a million things I've learned. Uh, <laughs> but it's all about creativity, and that's how you manifest your reality, okay? Right. Uh, if you're into manifestation and stuff, and I think we all are into manifestation, yes. if you know it or not, okay? I know I manifest my reality, um, and so that's why I keep my thoughts positive. I try to. <laughs> hundred percent. And that's how, and, that's how uh, I live my life too. Yeah. And you, you know, words are spells and all that kind of stuff. You gotta, you gotta always watch how you talk to yourself and to your kids and the people around you and, and not let people talk to you the wrong way and all that kind of stuff. Um, because there is a spiritual aspect to all of this and it does have to deal with your creativity and how your mind can manifest everything around you. I mean, my reality is so weird. <laughs> it just means that my, I, you know, there's, that's just my, that's my, my reality is different than your reality too. I think yeah, you got to look at too, though. Different. Some people's realities are like, Hey, I need my Starbucks coffee and I need to take my way overly priced vehicle to my job that right. I don't like, but it makes me like shut your money. mouth. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, some people's reality isn't really that great. I know a lot of people who have a lot of money and they're not very happy and, uh, at all. And, um, there's a reason why, you know, you look into, like all these people, like, I don't know if you, I don't pay attention to it, but it's in my wheelhouse of people I listen to on podcasts and they talk about stuff like this, but like the, I guess the Grammys was like super like satanic, like background to it. And it was really like, you know, you can tell these people just aren't freaking happy. I didn't know? watch it, but I heard it was a very uncomfortable thing to watch. Yeah. You know, and like, I just, to me, I see those people and I'm just like, they're not happy. I heard Madonna nailed it. <laughs> what, her head to the floor? Yeah. 
because <laughs> that's what it looked like. Someone entered that in the floor a few times. I thought I thought she was cosplaying the tricycle thing from uh, from Saw. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's yeah. but you know these you can tell that these people aren't happy and um. I, I am with you on that. I think that if you you have to be positive in life, and I've I found very recently, well, I mean, I, I kind of thought that way for a long time, but very recently I have put myself in a situation where I don't let things get to me, and if anything is some kind of drama, I kick it out of my life, and I don't worry about it, and I'm done with it, and I don't even think about it. Not like, at all. Don't even watch that stuff. Like, hanging, well, out, hanging out with me, you can't it. let shit get to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even watching it. It's it's people. It's um, you know, <clears throat> stuff that people watch, whatever it may be. But for me, I like I just I know that there's there's I have like one major job in my life, and that is to be a father and teach my kids how to grow up to be good men and men who can live this life and go, get through it. And that's about all. And then be a, and secondly, be a good husband. And that's what and that's what my job is. Uh, other than that, everything is just optional. You know, and um, you have the time he's staring at goats. Yes. (laughs) Watching them faint. But uh, no, I uh, but to get back to that manifestation and using your mental power, we talk about that a lot on the show, actually, about, you know, group think and how people can make something happen. And you have to open it. It's just like anything else. I feel you have to open that portal up and that portal could be in your own mind. It may not be a, vi- a big portal, but it'll be a portal in your mind just to open up to get yourself to that next level. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, because I remember when DA told me that about the Kashuk Records, and he's like, oh, I'm going to look into that. And then he came on the show. We did a whole show about it. And um, I, I I got a feeling that, you know, that's probably part of what started making him feel get better and do find the things that are going on. Happened to me myself, you know, like my back was killing me for a very long time, and then I just changed some things up changed the way I thought, started doing things that I probably should have been doing to begin with. And magically no more back pain, you know, and like <clears throat> you're talking about repairing yourself and how the human body can do a lot of things. It's pretty crazy. I, I explain it to my son, you know, he gets a cut or a scrap, you know, they're boys, they do all kinds of stuff. And he's like, dad, why is it a scab? What's a scab? And I told him what a scab is. And I say, you know, if you leave that alone, your body will heal it up completely and you won't have a scar. But if you scratch that off, it's going to be a big scar on you, you know, and, just explaining what the body does. Then you got to explain that scar to everybody for the rest of your life. Well, I did tell him chicks dig scars. So he's, you know, Oh, so, but anyways, uh, you know, getting back to that, like I have two, like probably 10 years ago, I had two partially torn rotator cuffs in like a two year period. One did it. And then the other one did it. And then, so I went to the specialist and all the stuff and I'm like, I don't want surgery. I don't want no pain pills. I just, what can I do? Okay, good, great. Just do these exercises every day. Build up the muscles around it. It'll start to heal itself, and that cord, the muscle you build around it, will help it um, heal it and be stable. Cool. Did that. Now I can do everything. My shoulders don't bother me. I can do all kinds of stuff. I work out, you know, five days a week. So I didn't have to have the pain pills and the surgeries and the things like that. The mental power did it, which is. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. If you got something to say. No, I just agreed with you. I just right, right, it. right. You know, and you know, it's uh, the the power of the mind is something that the military knew was very strong mm-hmm. and knew they could use as a weapon. And of course, you know, what are they going to do? You give somebody that someone who has power, and they find out there's a new weapon, they're going to want to advance on that weapon. And that's like with Stargate. They're like, okay, cool. 
if Russia has it or Soviet Union, right, then we want it. Right. right. Uh, a while ago, you said you talked about uh, group think and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's actually a thing. Uh, it's called quantum entanglement. Um, if you if you do a little bit of research on that, it, it's very interesting. So science has proved, which you know I'm a science guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, science has proved so there can be two celestial bodies that are entangled through this quantum entanglement. I've seen this movie and before. And even though, well, it's not a movie, uh, <laughs> even though they will be on opposite sides of the galaxy, if something happens to one, the other one will respond to it. Right. So, I like the connection between twins. And if that is the case, what, what the scientists are talking about is, is if that is the case, then why is remote viewing so far off? I mean, why is it not in the scope of people's thinking? You know, because it's basically the same thing. Well, because you've been told not to think about it. Right. You've been told it's bullcrap right. or you've been fed all this stuff constantly. That, that's kind of like what I got into earlier when I said that, you know, there's so many. I think that's the way people communicate a lot and that's the way things are done. And then over the time, like, hey, we can't let these freaking people know how special they are. So right. we got to feed right. them. We got to feed them this stuff that, hey, you, you live off daddy. Listen to what daddy says. He's going to take care of you. You know, you don't need to worry oh, about daddy. that. Yeah. Oh, oh not <laughs> that just, daddy. I'm yeah, sorry. That's a different podcast. <laughs> but no. That's his other show that he does at nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they don't want you to understand that the capabilities you have. And when someone comes out, you know, like, like Jessica, for instance, you know, she's got into this and she studied and she does it and she understands what's going on now. Um, they want to shut that down as much as possible. Yeah. That's like for me. And that's why for me, like I was telling you guys earlier about the whole common sense thing. And if logic, if it doesn't make sense, then so like when they shut something down or they try to make something and I'm not, by no means, am I a flat earther? But like they oh push, God. they push back. So, well, they push back so hard on that and they shut everything down. Like you get on, you know, a, they, on a, on a page and they shut it down because they're like, Oh, well, this is false information. But it's like, if it's not that big of a deal, why, why are you, why, so, are, you, why yeah. are you worried about it? Why are you so uptight about it? You know, and that's what I look at. I'm going to tell you what, right now, if the earth was flat, cats would be knocking shit off of it. <laughs> and they probably do. That's probably where all saber tigers went. They fell off the edge. <laughs> Well, you know, okay, so going back to one of the points you're making is, um, you know, we're taught that having psychic abilities and using them and, and even being public with it is bad. And, uh, you know, I would have been burned at the stake a couple hundred years ago for this, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people were potentially, especially in Europe, um, you know, uh, because it's all about control. And we live, okay, this reality that we live in right now, Okay, let's just put it this, let me put it in this kind of terms. The reality that we live in this 3D matrix reality, we live in a fear-based society, okay? And it is meant to be that way to keep us all in control, okay, of someone else controlling us. Mm-hmm. And when somebody like myself, you know, and us that are, you know, putting this information out there, uh, I'm, I put my, my reputation and my, my whole well-being on the line going public about this remote viewing stuff. Right, right. You know, and even and even be I thought being a Bigfooter and like talking about that publicly was going to be bad. Oh no, that was easy. It's the remote viewing stuff that people don't like. Um, okay, and so well, people like it. There's a lot. I have a lot of support behind me. Uh, oh right, right. But but there's always those people that want to that want to pull you down and and call you a witch and whatever else uh, yeah. because it's still in our in our 
minds that um that in that's our, it's in our dana I'm, yeah. t- I'm telling you, you probably shouldn't have ever gotten into that stuff because now you have to hang out with goofballs like us. Yeah. And, and you're perfectly it. okay as long as you don't weigh as much as a duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, right. it's funny because like, like I said before, me and JT have this, have this show together. And um, he, he thinks about things a lot differently than I do on some stuff like the sci- with science and things like that. But he also understands that there's stuff that he doesn't know what it is. That can't right. explain it. Doesn't right. know like science can't explain everything, and that's kind of you know the the Stargate program that we're talking about or project. Yeah, I mean it, it's the same thing. They they can't explain what was going on here. All they know is they were getting results forty five percent of the time, right. and forty five percent of the time is unbelievable. Well, and not only that, but they also did it with actual CIA agents. Right. They brought right. them into the into the program, and the the agents themselves started getting results and started getting into these right. things, and so that gave it a little bit more precedence in their mind <clears throat> that this was actually, you know, something that could happen. Well, and it's very interesting because Jessica's even proved it that you can teach somebody to do this. Well, like I, I mean, and, and it's like I said, she wasn't doing this when she was a five year old girl. Yeah. You know, she learned it later on. And in don't life. take this the wrong way, Jessica, but. Anybody could probably do this. Yeah. But you Anybody have to open can. your you have to open your mind. You know? Yeah, that's that's the, the number one thing in my book. I'd love I'd love people to have an open mind. Okay. Uh especially when we're out doing like research in the field on the cryptids and stuff. My my number one thing is like just have an open mind. Okay. Um, but anybody can do it. You can teach anybody how to remote view it. So it's a scientific way of of accessing your psychic abilities basically right um and so anybody can do it now is everybody good at it Eh, probably not but yeah you could be if you try enough i mean they say you can't be a good remote viewer until you hit at least 100 targets right okay i've I've done well over that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there you go and you know the thing is is that it's like i said everything is connected kind of like you said there's no coincidences there's a Everything is everything is connected. So that's like with hypnotists, people who hypnotize people. Um, I don't think I could ever be hypnotized if I don't want to be hypnotized. No one's going to hypnotize me unless I want them to. Like you have to open your mind up to allowing that to happen. However, I think I can be hypnotized if I yep. open my mind up and allow that to happen. Well, that's part of remote viewing. You kind of have to hypnotize yourself. And that's, it's exactly. all about mind control. Okay. So exactly. remote viewing is mind control and it's not me controlling your mind. It's me controlling my mind. And that is so important and so healthy. If everybody could just control their own minds, we would not be living in fear all the time. Okay. It, and uh, right. Right. So and I, that's I, what I, I highly recommend it. Don't. And, and that's don't what I, fear. that's what I get at too, is that, you know, the power of the mind. Right. So like people, um, I think that, like you said, people wouldn't be so fearful, but not only that, like just, uh, I think that everyone would have a better understanding of everyone else. I think that, uh, and I think it also comes to the point where, uh, so with the alien talking aspect on things, you know, they say, oh, well, if there's aliens, why would they come down here to see us? Or why would this, why would that? I th- and I think that's another reason or another way for them to say, to try to let us know not how special we are. We are very special. That's probably why aliens would come here or extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, because they see how special that we are, you know, and how strong and how durable and how, you know, for, for what it's worth, like, 
it, it's amazing to me that how much human beings can care, yeah. how much human oh, beings yeah. would and how do. much they cannot care too. Right, I mean, but you like get both sides of that. The amount of the amount of what I would go through and what I would do to protect my children or. Whatever it, it it's or, or, it's on or protect anybody's life. There's so many people out there that it's like I don't care who you are. If you're in distress, I'm going to help you out. I think that's you know. I think that's what uh, what separates us from other other beings and other things is that our ability that because I feel like we're all connected. Yeah. And possibly that's what these, separates us from the animals. You ever seen the picture with the <laughs> raccoon that's about to die and the other one's on top of it? You know. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't do that. Well, most of us don't. Oh, jeez. You might, but you know, know. it happens. Just for raccoons. But uh, DA, what's uh, um, what are your thoughts on that? On um, so you talking about how you know? Do you think that mentally, using the power of your mind, that you would be able to? Not maybe, maybe not necessarily repair, which. Who knows? Maybe that's possible, but at least make it better. Your back, the way it feels, the way, you know, just using the power of your mind, that little bit, it, it's going to change something. Yeah. I, I can't say, like I said, I can't say that, that me starting to try to ac access the Akashic records and trying to, trying to delve more into lucid dreaming. I can't say that that's what brought that change, but it's, it's odd that they happened at about the same time. Um, just out of the blue, the my, the old pain management clinic just closed, uh, and had to find had to find a new one. And it, it it really, you know, it was a good thing. It, it turned out to be a very good thing, um, because and the, what they're saying is I could be medication free for the next few years. Nice, uh, nice. I am all about not taking meds. I don't. I'm all don't like about meds. being medicated. <laughs> Being drunk but is not necessarily being medicated. Something else I started doing, and, it, and it's it's weird how little things can affect the bigger scale. Um, right. I was I was kind of struggling uh, trying to, to to get more into lucid dreaming. I'd I'd attained it a couple of times, uh, but it was it was always a struggle for me to. I, I have what I refer to as an unquiet mind. I have like a like with my brain was a computer. I've got thirty seven browsers going at any given time. And when I try to quiet my mind, it's very difficult for me to do it. And I think I blame I blame that on why I'm a writer, uh, because I, I've got to do something with all that crap that's going Get on. Get it in my out. Head. Right. I've got to have an outlet for it at some point. Um, but uh, I started I started making little changes. I mean, everybody, you know, when they when they get the New Year's resolution, like, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year, and I'm going to go to the gym every day, and and then you know by July by January 15th, people are like, ah, screw that. I see it all the uh, time. <laughs> but I see it all the time. I, uh, I I've started my started making little changes, and as the as I saw those little changes start ma manifesting in my life, I'm trying to make other changes as well. And one of the first things I did that was very simple was I cut out high fructose corn syrup and I started drinking only filtered water. I stopped drinking water with fluoride in it. Right. And I've, I felt so much better. It's, it's, it's like night and day. I mean, I, I've got a, I've got like three quarters of a gallon uh, jug that's literally right next to my chair. And I drink at least one and a half to two of those a day. Uh, and it's it's all filtered water. We bought a we bought a filtration system for our tap. Uh, I can't and now to the point if I if I get a, a glass of water that's just straight tap, I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah, I'm the same way. 
God help the toilet. There's a lot of pee going on there. <laughs> and uh, we've we, we've even made our dog kind of bougie. He the dog only drinks filtered water now. So oh, and he, you put regular water in, and he's like. <laughs> well, awesome. that all that all affects the mind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so but, speaking but of mind, those little changes really really made a huge difference. Um, this kind of I don't know. This kind of off the cuff, but I'm just kind of curious. So both of you guys have gone out and done field research on Bigfoots and cryptids and stuff like that. I know, Jessica, you tend to do it a lot more than DA does uh, just simply because of your background and all that. Nothing against DA. No, he hates DA. What I'm curious about is, is is there a certain frame of mind you have to get into when you go out to do these? I mean, is there something that you're doing to help you? Yeah, absolutely. I was just in the field this week. Um, you know, I do a lot of shows throughout the week and anytime I get a chance, uh, I go out with my team whenever they're out there. This is actually the, I think it's a five year or six year anniversary. I can't remember of, uh, when my team encountered a portal out in the meadow on this project we work on called the meadow project. So we were out in the field. Uh, we encountered so many strange things like ETs and Bigfoot, uh, possible dogmen, things like that. Uh, you have to have your mind straight. You have to have your thoughts. Um, now, I'm not saying everybody has to, but my team does. Right, okay? right. Um, right. Now, a lot of people that go out that, that want to get to have a Bigfoot experience, it's just somebody or maybe it's just somebody that's had an experience. It can really mess you up. Okay. Yeah. It can really mess you up. Now, I have been in what we call inoculated to all of the high strangeness. Uh, I've been doing this for long enough. And also, as a kid, I was seeing ghosts. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, like encounters with, uh, like beings since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I've been inoculated since I was a child, um, to all of the high strangeness, but it does help to have your mind in a place to where you are calm. You're always calm. Uh, you, you don't buckle under pressure. You, we don't run. Okay. Um, when, when the going gets tough, you stand your ground, you know, but you have to know how powerful you are as a human. We have every right to be in those woods as those cryptids do. Right. Okay? Right. And, uh, and, and that's just me. I'm a powerful woman. Okay. And just me too. Human. Just a human. You're her role. <laughs> I'm a powerful human. Okay. Uh, because I, I, I understand my power, but with great power comes great responsibility. Right. right see, I'm, all, see, I'm with you. I was with the all it to the responsibility part. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, but, it is the it, horror chronicles after all. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I mean, I've been in some sticky situations out in the field and uh, it could, it was, it was actually, there's only one time I was actually kind of, I was almost terrified uh, one time, uh, but I, I stood my ground. I stayed there. I didn't leave. Okay. I, I had something scream at me really, really loudly. It was not a human. It was not a, I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. Um, I, I kind of have an idea of what it was, but, um, but yeah, it's usually uh, my wife. <laughs> no, this thing was, <laughs> this was not a, this was not a, a human or an animal. So, uh, but anyways, but you know, it, it all comes down to, to being able to control your mind and to not let your mind wander to get all that noise out of our head, you know, cause like DA said, like a lot of times there's a whole bunch of tabs open, right. On his right. computer screen. <laughs> You know, and uh, and you have to, you don't have to, but it's a good idea to learn how to 
um, shut, shut, down. shut all those down and get the noise out of your head. That's a big part of remote viewing is to cancel out all that noise. Uh, at the very beginning of coordinate remote viewing, when I sit down and write all my papers, I have to put, um, and this is going, this is funny, y'all, because I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, I say inclemencies or inclemencies. I don't know. I don't know how to put the right accent on the right syllable, but um, inclemencies. <laughs> Okay. We'll, gotcha, we'll gotcha. go with what you say. Well, I don't even sounds know. smart. Okay. Sounds smart. But it sounds smart. I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. DA is the author. To... Maybe he knows how to. <laughs> it's just, it's I'm like, it's, it's, it's like my Thank MMA you. coach told me, he's like, if you mess up, just make it look good. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So I could have just said it. Nobody would have noticed. Yeah. Okay? We would have. Exactly. But I have to. We'd have been like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not I how have, you pronounce that. I don't even that. know what I'm talking about half the time. Okay. That's what I but I have to write it at the top of my paper. And so what that, what, what inclemencies are, okay, are um, anything that's in your head that you, you, you're having trouble that might be a distraction, like my dog barking or outside noise or the television noise or my stomach hurts or I'm cold or just anything that's like in your head that you might be thinking about. You write that down. And so you kind of get it out of the way. Okay, you write it down. Okay, so now, now it will not bother me, at least during my session when I'm remote viewing. That's not going to that's not going to be an issue for me now because I wrote it down. I put it in that little box. I tucked it away. And now my my head is clear. OK, that is, and that imagine is if cool. we could do that every day uh, in our everyday lives. Well, uh, I we wish could I could do that. Inclemencies. I have problems. I have problems with my mind wandering a lot. So I would never be able to do remote viewing because I would get in my trance like state. Plastic and, bag, plastic bag. And then squirrel, I'd be squirrel, like, squirrel. I'd be you like, could do it because you, oh, you'd write did down I turn the stove off? Um, did I Did put I, that water in the fridge? I put underwear Where's on. Where's my dog? <laughs> but that's why you, know? you write it all down before you start. You got it. You got to go put it in that little box. So See, that's kind of tuck it away. That's kind of like actually, and this is funny to me. It's like I say how everything's connected, you know. But like same thing with like with martial arts or if, or if you're going going to if you're getting into a fight or something, you know what I'm saying? When you go into it, when you're fight week you block everything out of your mind, mm -hmm. even your, even your children. Like, so when I was fighting, I didn't have kids at the time. So, but me and my, my wife now, my, but she was my girlfriend then, but we've been, you know, we've been together 21 years now. So she, we've been together for a long time then. And, um, you know, I, I completely blocked everyone out, everything out. And, you know, I remember being in this club, <laughs> literally this club area 151. Uh, so yeah. the, I was at this club where I had my first fight at, and I, I mean, there's music going on, hundreds of people there, all this stuff going on. And I'm in the corner of this club by myself and I don't hear anything. And I was just zoned in my zone, getting ready for what I'm getting ready about to do. And um, it's, that's, it's just funny how that all connects. It, yeah. it, it's all about the mind and the mindset and the power of the human being. And, you know, like we talked about with this situation with Star, Project Stargate, how the government seen that that's what, what they was a power and was something they could use to gain more power mm -hmm. and that they went to use yeah. that. But DA, um, to get back to his question, is there, what kind of things do you do to get in your mindset or what do you do whenever you go out for these? Well, one of the things I've found is if you go out with, it's, it's, well, have you ever had a, had an experience with a dog? Like, uh, you go, uh, you, you go up to this dog, and, I work for FedEx, uh, so yeah, I've had many okay. of them. You've had a lot of them. But, you know, <laughs> if you go up to the dog and you have bad intent, the dog senses that. Yep. 
But hey, if you go up to the dog and you, you know, you truly mean that dog no harm. And I'm not saying not all dogs, but some dogs are going to bite you regardless. But for the most part, most dogs, if you go up to that dog and you, you don't, you don't present a threat, they're generally not going to react to you. Um, And it's, it's, it's that innate ability to sense intent that I think is existent not only in us, uh, but throughout the animal kingdom. And I think your intent has a great deal of, 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 of what happens when you go out in the field. Uh, if you go out intending to do something harm, um, it's going to be difficult, you know, for you to find that. Like deer season is the perfect. Good, so I was getting ready to say, sounds um, like deer season. <laughs> a week before deer season, when you're just out checking the food plots, deer are everywhere. But day one of opening season, you're out there like I'm going to get a buck, and it's it's crickets. There's nothing out there. Um, and I found that it's the same thing when when de- when dealing with cryptids. It's it's never been the times when I'm like I'm going to find this thing. I'm going to find it. Where you know I had any results. The best results I've ever had is when we've just went out and said, you know what? If nothing happens, we still had a good day by the campfire. Uh, let's just yeah. relax and see what comes to us. And that has always been the best the the best results for me. It's never been those times where we're like, I've got a camera in my hand. I've got my binoculars. I've got all this, and I'm going to get a damn picture today. Let's well, get into you, this. And you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking at a squirrel looking at you around the tree like, what's that idiot up to? Um, <laughs> You know those days when you're when when you've got you, you, everybody's everybody's having a good time. Everybody is not focused on the things around you. When you're just focused on each other, when you're more in that relaxed state, and I think a good chunk of that is when you become more in tune to what's around you. I tell a lot of people, you know, they, what do I do the first time I go out and look for Bigfoot or something like that? I, I tell them the same thing I used to tell younger kids that would were asking me about deer hunting. I'm like, the first thing you've got to learn to do is go out there and be quiet and be still. Uh, you sat down in, the, in a place in the woods for 45 minutes to an hour without making a sound and you know not slamming stuff around. If you're just sitting there very quietly, not making a making a whole lot of a whole lot of movement or or hardly any noise. 45 minutes to an hour, things are going to go back to normal. And you're going to hear things you don't hear just stomping through the woods gonna, acting like an idiot. I was going to say, that's probably my favorite thing to do more than in deer season. Of course, I like to get deer meat, you know, because that's what we do. We eat deer meat. But, like, I, I love sitting in the woods. It's one of my favorite things. Like, I could go out there. Even if I kill a deer, I'll go back out there and just sit, sit in my blind or whatever and just mm-hmm. feel the wind, listen to the trees, listen to the leaves, and – like you said, you hear a lot of things that, you know, you probably, <clears throat> you probably wouldn't hear if you're, even if you live out in the woods, right? But, you know, doing your daily business, you know, you probably won't hear it, but like a hundred percent, I've been out in the woods many times and just sitting, I remember I sat in the woods one day for like eight hours straight, just, it was so nice out and I was just sitting there. I was like, I could just do this all day long. And I've heard, I heard some pretty crazy stuff. You know, and my wife, um, so she used to work for the same company I worked for a while back and she, uh, her, her truck had broke down and we deliver out in the middle of nowhere a lot of time. And she was down in this valley and on this gravel road, <laughs> gravel road, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and so she had to walk. Back sorry, that means half. 
Yes, a path. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and she had to walk back up the up this road, this path, to get service. So she called somebody and say, "Hey, I'm broke down down here. This is where I'm at. Come give me a ride." So she did that, and then she was like out in the middle of nowhere. So she, of course, she's just waiting for someone to come get her. And uh, she walked back down. She's walking down the hill, just kind of doing her thing. And then she said she just heard this scream, like this guttural this this scream thing or whatever it was and she said she was scared to death and she ran locked herself inside a van and was just like scared she called me later on and told me about it and then she got home she told me about it i'm like i bet it was i was just messing with her i'm like it's bigfoot it was squatch mm. she's all like seriously i don't know what it was but and then so i got on this is like i said this is probably 10 years ago so i got on youtube and i looked up like um bigfoot screams or supposed bigfoot screams or calls and then I showed her this one, and she was listening to it, and had different ones. And we were sitting there listening, listening, listening. And then this one came up, and she just looked at me real big-eyed. She's like, that's exactly what I heard. And this was like two minutes into this video of different mm-hmm. calls and stuff. And then when that came on, I see her face, and she's like, that is what I heard. That one right there, whatever that was, that is exactly what I heard. And it scared, to, scared her to death. Like, Wow. So, I mean, you can imagine being out in the middle of nowhere, you know, I'm not going to say as a woman, but, <laughs> you know. You're out, you're out there alone. I mean, with exactly. no help around. Exactly. So that's a, anybody would feel vulnerable. No no rifle, nothing, just by yourself, you know. And so I think that uh, it's more of an opening up your mind to, to that. And that's what I think a lot of people have lost, and um, which honestly to me is kind of – <laughs> bad as it sounds it's it's fine to me because that just means i'm on a different level than most people are and i can have conversations you know with people like you guys and jt and all the other people that we meet and like they understand what i'm saying not really jt because he's kind of a loser yeah. but uh <laughs> i just don't give a shit no <laughs> no he loves this stuff too and that's the whole point you know it's kind of cool because we kind of put that together as like he's kind of more of the sciencey side of things and i'm more of like this the the physical and the the human i'm just i'm really fascinated and the reason why i get into this on top of other things but i'm really fascinated with the human being and how powerful the human being is and how powerful you are and what you can and can't do Speaking of which, D.A. actually uh, put out a little secret to manifesting with one of his last statements. So, uh, D.A., you had mentioned uh, how you tell people when they go out in the woods, like, don't focus on something. Like, um, the Bigfoots will come if you just don't, like, focus on it too much. You know, you don't have that intent. That's, That's a secret to manifesting. Pretty much anything you want, okay, is to put the intention on what you want. Um, what what the intention is, uh, decide exactly what you want to accomplish, and then don't focus on it too hard because it'll it won't it won't manifest. If you put the intention on it and then you just kind of let it go into the ethers, it's going to come to you. That's how you manifest. Okay? A watch pot never boils. That's right. That's right. So uh, and that's with you know cryptid encounters. It's with. Anything, even like getting a new job or buying, you know, getting a new car or trying to understand how women think. Yeah, exactly. Mysteries <laughs> that will never be there's solved. A, there's a book. I've seen that book. There's no need to even try to figure that out. I've seen the movie, <laughs> right? and it didn't make any sense to me. 
Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, we're all we're we're all very powerful, man. It's uh, it's what it what it is to be human is is to learn how to uh, use energy to your benefit. Okay, to um, to learn how to manifest, to learn how to change the things you don't like. Okay, I had a huge just um, aha moment, as Oprah used to call it. I don't watch Oprah. I don't even know if she still got a show. I have no idea. No, but, um, but, <laughs> what, what was that thing? What was that thing uh, she used to have? You get a car. You get a car. Yeah, but she used to have this thing she came out with, and it was like the the oh, like I have the, no idea the path or something like that. it was a it was a Man, book and vision boards and yes. it was a it, she had a whole a whole thing. I just can't remember what the name of it was now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, oh, the secret. Yeah. The secret. The, the secret. That's what the yeah. name of it was. That's what the name okay. of it was. Well, I, I had this this moment. Okay. I spoke at this conference called Camp Disclosure. Okay. That's when I first came out as a Bigfoot field researcher. Okay. That was last year and uh, or year before last. I can't remember. But uh, but anyways, I, I met this this lady there named Apollo. Okay. And she's become a, fr a good friend of mine. She's an actress out of Hollywood, uh, but she does, um, she's, she's, she's just like, she's like us. Okay. Uh, very just forward thinking, uh, very much into this like starseed disclosure kind of stuff and uh, ETs and UFOs and, and things like that. And she gave a presentation um, at the same time. We were both given presentations, but hers was about uh, green cities and stuff. And I, and I thought, well, that sounds like a really interesting presentation. I mean, yeah. you know, I went and listened to her because I, I didn't know what she was even, I didn't know what she's talking about. I, I know like, all I about that. This. Yeah. And uh, well, it's not, it's probably not what you think it is because it's not like this environmentalism, all this kind of stuff. Oh no, 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 no. It's corrected. the, it's, they're talking about like, if it's what I'm thinking of, it's like the, the fit, 15 minutes away, these cities that are like, they, they, no, they no, not people. this. No, this is different. Okay. So it's not the Green Cities Initiative or whatever. This okay. is it's something I called it that because I don't know the name of it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. But but what it is, it's like where you envision, and this is something that she's envisioning, uh, like when if people live in cities like the 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 high rise apartments all have green, like green spaces. There's like veget like gardens and things like hanging from them. And like the architecture is beautiful and everything is just the whole world. It's not just like cities have skyscrapers and stuff. It's like the whole, your communities of people working together and farming and having flowers and just beautiful things everywhere. Uh, and, and, and I started thinking, well, this is what she's envisioning for her future. And this is what she's putting out there to us because we're all very powerful manifestors. Okay. Now, if you think about it, what is our architecture like right now downtown? It's like minimalist. It's boxy. It's ugly. We went from like the Renaissance or the, the era of like the, where we had like beautiful architecture and everything was just gold and paintings were beautiful. Now we have this like ugly crap and everything looks like a prison. Every, every big city looks like jail cells and stuff. And, and hey, basically, and yeah. <laughs> this you is know? so much like our, our episode about universe 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like apocalyptic looking everywhere we look now. It's like, everything's just ugly and drab and the colors are just bland. And, and what she was, she was putting it out there because she was like, look, if we envision this as a collective, this is what we're going to start manifesting in the world. Okay. Right. And so when we, when we think, when we see the future as being more beautiful and brighter, that is what we are all going to collectively start manifesting. Okay. Uh, the architecture being pretty again, 
you know, right? Uh, yeah. Because we because what we've done is we've agreed on this reality that we live in, and and I don't agree on this reality anymore. Okay, right, I didn't right. sign up for this. Right. Uh, I want to live in beauty. See, and that's okay. funny you say that too, because like I, um, I'm on, I'm like, I'm I'm really connected to Ireland, Scotland. I'm like forty five percent Irish, Scottish. Um, got 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 our then our Dina done, our Dina. But oh uh, you got I'm, a little I'm Irish Scottish in you. Too. So I'm I got, Scottish. I got, you want little, some? I got a little bit, oh. <laughs> but no. Uh, so I've always been connected to that. Even when I was a kid, I've always loved everything, like the music, like the old folk music. All that stuff is really like a, it really like affected me. So uh, leprechauns, all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. Well, of course, horror movies. Well, yeah. he's about that size. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit taller than Leprechaun. A little bit. You're only like an inch taller than me. You got a little Leprechaun <laughs> DNA. Yeah. But uh, so I'm on this page. I'm on a lot of uh, Facebook pages that are like I, I try to feed my Facebook page with some stuff that like like Ireland, Scotland, all these beautiful landscapes and stuff. And I'm there's this guy. God, I can't remember his name, but he always does these little clips of of Scotland and Ireland. And like he, you know, he got the accent and he explains everything real well. And he's looking at all these old buildings and they're just fuck, they're beautiful. Like they're just amazing looking and stuff. And like Edinburgh Castle and stuff like that. They're, they look amazing. And it's like, like you said, there's almost nothing like that anymore. It's, um, it's, it's weird to me. It's, they got buildings over there that are 5,000 years old and they're still standing and we can't even keep a bridge up in the United that's States. All, that's or, by design. Exactly, oh yeah. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. But like, like you said though, the beauty of it is funny too, because we started watching. So, um, with the family stuff, we try to watch some stuff together too. So like last night we put, we watched, um, we're going to start watching Lord of the Rings over again. We so just we watched, started doing that. That's funny. <laughs> so we just started watching. Um, well, last night we watched the Fellowship of the Ring. You know, which is whether the court, the first one, but the Shire. You know how at hobbits they they love things that grow and they like everything's nice and they want peace and all this stuff and everything was beautiful. Everyone was happy. Like all the peace and love. Flowers, they were a bunch of hippies. You know. What about Sunday breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm with you, and it's kind of crazy because I'm I'm. And I actually, I find this with most people who, it, a lot of soldiers, you'll find this with too. They want peace and they want to be happy. It explains a lot like in Gladiator, you know, like the strongest men, they fight because they know what they want. They want their family to be happy and peaceful and live in, live in freedom and stuff like that, you know, and, but they'll kill you, you know, like, and that's kind of, that's kind of like the way, the way I feel about this is funny. Like I will freaking go to very dark places for my family but I just want peace and happiness. I want my family to be happy and healthy. And I want, I, it's funny. I want the human, I want human being connections. You know, that's like with us, like talking to you guys and, you know, going to conventions and things like that. It's, it's nice just to, to talk, to actually have conversations with people and not have to worry about, you know, freaking getting ready to go off on somebody. So I keep that out of my I t if you don't, if you're not like being ignorant towards my wife or my kids, I don't care if you're an asshole. I'll just leave. I don't want to talk to you, stupid ass. You know what I'm saying? Other right, than it's, that. it's funny you you talk about the warrior like that. Um, you know, that, and you mentioned mentioned Tolkien. One of my favorite quotes is from Tolkien. It says, "I do not love the bright sword for its sharpness, nor the arrow for its swiftness, nor the warrior for his glory. I only love that which they defend." Right. Right, one hundred percent. A lot better than I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that quote. 
<sighs> but yeah, you know, that's and that and that goes to the power of the human spirit. The power the, of positivity. And the human mind. Well, it's 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 what you what the human mind and the human spirit, your soul, your aura, whatever you want to call it, what it can do. Like we talked about this a lot. How people in situations will come together. Mm-hmm. No matter what. If it's a dire situation, people come together. Even if they hate each other, you, it, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you, you have that connection. And, you know, it's almost like a primal thing. But I don't necessarily think it's necessarily primal. I think it's just natural. Not, uh, primal is maybe not the right word. It's a natural thing mm-hmm. that you want, you know. So yeah. that's my outlook on it. I agree. For what it's part, worth. Part of being human. Uh, you, you're, you're discovering what it means to be human. And in the words of my, my great friend, Tim, Tim uh, was one of my teammates on my, my research team. He passed away a couple of years ago. He was a special forces army ranger. Uh, and um, he had been in Somalia. And I mean, he'd done a, done a whole lot of tours and stuff. Great guy. And, uh, and he taught me the term uh, war Buddha a war Buddha, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. about being, you know, and, oh, and also with my, my son, you know, he was like, you know, teaching the kids, like the boys to be, he, he wanted to do a program. He always talked about it, about uh, teaching uh, boys to be savage gentlemen. Right, right. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always would um, joke around about how my son was going to be a savage gentleman one day, you know, and, like Tim uh, Kennedy. So we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, oh, well. Yeah. But, R.I.P. to Tim, but yeah. But yeah, pow, pow, power of the mind. And, um, you know, like we, we we talked about Stargate, which is what we want to talk about. I mean, there's not a whole lot to get into besides like we can get deep into like the testing of it and what they did and things like that. Um, but I mean, honestly, like it basically was just the government found out, hey, human beings are pretty powerful and uh, they can do certain things. Let's dig into that and see what we can well, and, uh, you know, with the Stargate project, um, you know, it all started around research. Well, once once the military decided they were going to get involved, then it was no longer just about research. Then it became a military thing. And they actually had two different places. They had the, the Stafford, Stanford University or Institute, mm-hmm. and then they also had Fort Meade. Um, so the Stanford Institute was all about the research and let's see how it works and why it works and, you know, what can we gain out of this? Whereas the military took over in Fort Meade and they, their prime objective was to create psychic soldiers, uh, people that could actually go and get in one of these trance-like states uh, in remote view. And they actually used this to relatively decent success um there were several people that had you know they had used them to to find missing planes or get intel on certain uh like places like uh you know other countries you know our enemies locations locations and and what was there and there were several people involved in this that were really good at it Mm-hmm. Um, there was this one guy, his name was Joseph Moneagle, and uh, he was what they deemed the best remote viewer that they had, but he had an extra thing. He also uh, was really good with precognition, 
And so with him, uh, I did a little research on him. He actually worked on uh, around 450 different operations for the military where they used him for remote viewing or precognition. And one of the, you know, and you, you look at, you look at that and they're, they're like, okay, well, his success rate was around 45%. That's amazing. Right. You know, when you're looking at something like you've got an unlimited, if you're looking at something like, I don't remember what they call them, but like the, the cards that they use to test you, there's five different images on those cards. And well, it is might. almost impossible. <laughs> it is almost impossible to hit 45% when you know that it's got to be one of five answers. And to hit 45% when there is no limit is well, unheard you, of. You know, and here's another thing, too. You know, I do different targets, and I have some that are high priority targets, and I have some that are low priority targets. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those, let's, let's consider low priority targets are practice targets. Okay. I suck at practice targets. Okay. I, I mean, it is rare for me to even get a practice target right when I'm doing a practice target. Now, when I'm doing an active target, like if I'm doing like a, <coughs> let's just say like something I'm doing for like, like a missing person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or if, if it's anything, and I consider the things that I do like for my shows, those are kind of high priority because I know that I'm going to be putting these out to the public. <laughs> Right, right. So yeah. I'm like, we're gonna, I'm gonna get these, okay? But, but it, I, I, I'm on target. I am on target. When I'm looking, uh, when I get a high priority target, I'm on target. Like I don't, I don't go off target with those. And if I, you know, there, there's been one. There was one recently that I did for Barry, and uh, I thought I was off target. I was like, there's no way. Like when he told me what the target was, it was uh, some kind of, it was like a, a cryptid or something. And I was like, well, I, but my, all my data was from outer space, right? It was like from space or something, right. some other planet. Uh, but what he told me, he was like, well, these things are known to have come from another planet. And, uh, and I had actually picked up on that target. So, uh, but when it comes to like a high priority target, those are the ones that you get. Okay. Uh, and so I don't know how that all goes in with all this, uh, the percentages of, you know, right, well, I right. think oh, I know yeah. from personal yeah. experience. Yeah. Now this uh, is just research, you know, yeah. from the research they had done. On it. Well, um, I think a lot of it has to do probably with just it having, having meaning. Yeah. Having yeah. A per like having that purpose instead of just some nonsense that someone's trying to you know. Well, you know, and they tell us, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing going on here. You know, it's, it's not, you know, it's That's not what it is. Well, they have actually admitted it. Um, this, uh, this Joseph McMoneagle, uh, McMoneagle, McMoneagle, sorry. We'll just call him like O'Flanagan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, McMoneagle, uh, he was actually considered a uh, remote viewer 001 because he was one of the best. He was so good that when he retired, they actually gave him a Legion of Merit award mm -hmm. for his service to the government. They never met Jessica Jones. I guess. No, 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 no. <laughs> but this guy, it was crazy. I, I don't work I, for the government. <laughs> I, I read a story about him. So there was a satellite <laughs> called Skylab. And he had predicted, they knew it was going to crash back to Earth. They just didn't know when. Space well, is fake. In, in the end, uh, around the end of 1978, he predicted that this satellite would, uh, would fall to Earth on July 5th of 1979. He was off. He missed it by six days.
Loser. It fell to earth. <laughs> it fell to earth on July 11th. Wow. What's even crazier about that is he predicted where it was going to fall to earth. And he was off there too, like 60 kilometers. Wow. You know, I, mean, I, I there's got to be something to these people. Yes, you know? there is. Okay. So I was asked to remote view, um, uh, an area, right? I didn't know what it was. I just knew that, um, one of my fellow remote viewing friends was going to, I didn't know anything actually. He just said, I want you to, uh, locate this target, right? Just this target gave me some coordinates. Okay. Uh, it turned out that I, I saw it was like, when I started remote viewing this target, I saw that it was a landmass and I was uh, identifying like a, a dead carcass of like a cow or a horse over here. And I saw uh, a, a tree line over here and like I, I like kind of mapped out this area. Well, it turns out he was actually going to Mexico to go dig for buried treasure. OK, like Spanish coins or something like wow. that. And uh, and I was right. And I said, and I remember writing in the data X marks the spot and I wrote an X on. And so I like actually drew out a map for him uh, with that target that he gave That's me. And cool. I didn't know what that it was. That is very cool. Yeah. Awesome. And he got to Mexico and he said that my my target, it was on, it was on target, completely on target. Wow. There was even the, that dead cow. He said it was a dead cow. <laughs> was like wow. right there where, where he was going to dig and all that awesome. stuff. So we, yeah, we need, we're going to need you to go back to Abraham Lincoln and let us know if he actually was a vampire hunter. Okay. <laughs> You know what? Actually, I got to tell you all something. So I wrote this down. I've got like my little pen and I may take notes while we're talking. The next project you guys should look into, I'm not saying you have to, but something that I, I did a show on recently, Project Pegasus. Yes, with I've teleportation yeah. and time travel. If y'all yep. haven't done that yet, I highly recommend it. We are going that we're gonna get into yeah. that one for sure. Okay. I definitely <clears throat> do that because uh talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln and even JFK, like we talked about this on my show. Mm -hmm. uh, there's different timelines. According to the different timelines, like different people sh killed both of them. Uh and so JFK yeah, was an assassination and it was not Oswald. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just gonna leave it right there. Yeah. <laughs> we won't That's get into true. that. <laughs> At least not on not on it the show. It might have been in, it might have been in one timeline. Right, right. It might have been. Right, right. So I mean I think this this has been a freaking awesome show, of course, as we knew it would be. Um is there anything else you guys wanna end it, finish this off with? We'll go around the table here. Uh DA, you got anything else? As far as this stuff goes, you want to drop on us? I think but the only thing I could really add to that is, you know, there's a reason the government doesn't want us to be able to access this part of our mind, uh, because I think they fear what an awakened population would be. Uh, you'd, you'd, you'd be uncontrollable. Uh, and yeah, there, there are some people that will never awaken because they don't right. want to. Right. They're happily... They're happily asleep, uh, but I think there's a growing percentage of the population that are coming to understand the power of their own thought. Just like the Matrix said, the uh, old boy in the Matrix said, I just want to be somebody big and famous and have money. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We talks about him yeah. get, getting put back in the Matrix. Yeah. Just make sure I'm, I'm rich. You know? wow. some, people, some people think about that and uh, they want to be stuck. What about you? Got anything else you want to? 
Oh, I got about six more pages worth of stuff. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, I just wanted to have a cool conversation. And, you know, whenever uh, Ryan and I were talking about this, I, I, I got to give props to Ryan. It was Ryan's idea to get you guys on here. And uh, fucking fantastic idea. I'm fucking I mean, amazing. I know. You are. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Sexy bastard. <laughs> I fixed DA's back. I fixed the show. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> One show at a time. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's really cool having you guys on. You know, we, we both highly respect both of you both of you. And I mean it just I sometimes it's hard to believe that you guys even want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> well, we said I think it. when it comes to, to, to this type of to type of subject and you know, blazing a trail, I think uh, the credit goes to to this young lady over here. Yeah. Because oh yeah, nah, I'm just a writer. Thanks. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just some. I'm just. That's funny. You just pointed at you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Je- Jessica is really, really blazing a trail, and Thank uh, you. It, a lot of conversations that I've had with her uh, have have had paradigm shifts for me. Uh, and, and as much as when Ryan and I first started talking about the Akashic Records, it just. You know, you walk away with that one one idea that just goes all oh, in your brain, and it's it's those those little little those little synchronisms that you know the synchronicity when you meet just the right person at the right time in your life uh, that has a huge effect on the way you see the world. You're and, welcome. Uh, it's, it's one of the, the one of the greatest things about. Uh, this journey I've been on is uh, yeah. the privilege I've had of meeting some amazing people. And I do count you guys among them. Uh, you just, you know, you meet people that you connect with. You, you, and, and when you start exploring this kind of mystery, when you start opening your mind to it, it seems like you, the universe kind of puts people in your path that you needed to meet. And uh, I, I count you guys and Jessica as people that I needed to meet along my journey. Awesome. Yeah, we're all weirdos, so we might as well be weird together. Jessica? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I am so I'm I'm honored to be here, y'all. I really am. This is a lot of fun. And uh and thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is I, I never saw myself doing this like ten years ago, like waking people up out of the matrix and all this. <laughs> I don't even know how I got here, but apparently this is part of why I came and this is my mission and it's uh just to um share what I know and uh, I, the right people have come across my path. And, uh, and so the best thing I can do is to pay it forward and to go out there and talk about all these crazy experiences I've had and this remote viewing. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been easy. Listen, talking about this <laughs> stuff and uh, putting myself out there. I have definitely uh, been kicked a little bit around, so it's okay. But, um, but it made me stronger and, uh, and I will kick somebody, but, they yeah. can at me at this oh, point. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm right. kidding. I'm kind of kidding. But um, but yeah, it's it's just important for everybody to have a very open mind about things and uh and start paying attention to energy shifts around you and uh and how you feel when you're around certain people and uh and start getting your vibrational frequency as high as you can, and that's cutting the fluoride out and eating right and getting enough sleep at night and and keeping a dream journal, writing your dreams down uh, when you wake up in the morning, if you can remember them, because what that does is it helps you. Uh, you see, we the reason we sleep is so we can dream. 
Okay. Right. Uh, that's one of the main reasons we sleep. And I always thought, well, no, it's because we got to get some rest. Well, it's because your mind has rest. Okay. Um, and so we get a lot of downloads. We get a lot of information while we're sleeping. So start writing your dreams down if you can remember those. Uh, and remember, dreaming is the way we manifest our world into being as well. And so um, pay attention to your thoughts um, and be, pay attention to how you speak to yourself and how you speak to other people and how other people speak to you. Protect your energy at all costs. That's our biggest commodity. And, uh, and, and, and just start manifesting the world that you want to live in and, uh, <laughs> in, in terms of the beauty that you want around you and, and the peace and, uh, you know, and the love. Okay. Live right. on the frequency of love, not fear. Right. And, uh, yeah. Man, that was a whole bunch of that's stuff awesome. right there. Well, and that's, that, that is awesome. And, you know, that's how, I, and that's how I feel. Uh, yeah, I'll end this out here with this. But, um, you know, like, like JT said, we respect you guys a lot. And it's nice to have you guys on. It's, it's, something that we really enjoy about this podcast when, since we started it is that we've met so many good people and uh, people that we can talk to and that, you know, you, like you said, you get the, you get the vibes, you get their aura, you can tell who they are. Um, and that's how I live my life every day outside of this podcast too. Like I keep drama out of my life yeah. at all costs. And um, I feel way better about it and I feel good in life. I'm happy. Um, I'm healthier than I have been. And you know, um, I, I give a lot to that. Just, just positivity. I always think positive, you know, and no matter what happens, we're going to get through it and, uh, keep on pushing forward. You know what I mean? And like we do with this podcast, yeah. you know, so, um, we just want to thank you guys again keep for coming moving. on DA Roberts, Jessica Jones. You guys need to go check them out. Um, they gave all their info in the beginning there. We won't go deep into all that again, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no guys go check them out. They're amazing. Everything they do. Um, and uh, you guys might see us on their shows every here and now and again. You know, it happens. Tends to happen. But uh, <laughs> anyways, guys, we're going to say bye to them after we hang up. But we love you, horror fam. Thank you for your support as always. You guys know that. Um, but more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.